This is a PowerWorks podcast short with Glenn Power and me, James Pikeway. Sometimes I wonder if people aren't paying enough attention to the coolant issues. You know, checking their oil periodically because if it's coolant, you're probably getting some in the oil. You're right. going to notice it. And obviously, if you're getting a little smoke, like who doesn't look out of their rearview mirror? You're going to see it every now and then. It's like, whoa, what's going on? You just asked a question. Who doesn't check their mirrors? <laughs> Was that rhetorical? <laughs> you know where we are, right? Yes. <laughs> So, you know, we, we still get people in saying my lights have got a loose connection because there's an orange one flashing on the side. So, look, we, we, when it comes to oil and water mixing, we've talked about oil colours before. We've seen, yeah. I've sent you videos of uh, oil and water mixing. You haven't sent me any of those in a while. I was thinking people are getting more vigilant with their oil. I just oil. thought you'd be bored. It's, it's just tiresome. And it's just fed up of fixing them, to be honest. But you've got oil and water mix can mix oil to water. Or water to oil, mm, invariably it only goes one way. It doesn't often do both ways, but if it's transmission, it can do both ways. Now, when oil's going into the water, that's normally not from the engine. Mm. Very difficult for oil to go from the engine internally to the oil, to the water in the engine to the coolant. We're talking about coolant. Um, when it's water into the oil that's more likely to be internal fault in the engine. Ah, uh, okay. So if you imagine an engine, you've got the cylinder block and you've got the cylinder head. Right. Or heads if you've got a V. Now, when you fill it with coolant, you literally fill it with coolant. The only place there's a gap is the expansion tank. But oil drains into the bottom of the engine, into the sump. So if you look at the engine as a, as just an A4 sheet of paper, the whole A4 sheet of paper has contact with coolant, but the oil rests in the bottom. So when you turn the engine off, it's just resting in the bottom. Mm. The engine runs, it turns, the pump turns and pulls the oil around the engine, but the oil cycles and then drops. The coolant cycles, but stays where it is. So when the engine's turned off, there's still pressure in the coolant system because the coolant is a lot, well, it, 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 it's it's everywhere and it's still under pressure because it's hot. It's hot. Yeah, the oil's hot, but it isn't under pressure and it drops to the bottom. The head gasket and the internal, which is the weaker point of the construction of the engine, is where the mixture would usually happen unless there's a crack in the in the water jacket, which is terminal for the engine at that That's point. Your, your engine's done. Yeah, so the water can just seep under pressure into the zero pressure, you know, or mm. atmospheric pressure of the of the mm. oil gallery. And it goes into the oil that way. So you'll see people, they'll sort of open their oil cap and say, oh, looks like milkshake, or they'll yeah, pull their yeah. dipstick out in the older engines. Again, you have to be careful, especially in the case of an oil cap, because the way engines are and the way sometimes the oil f- filler caps are designed, there's a big space there for condensation to form. Mm. And over time, you will get condensation. Condensation will condense and it will mix with the oil vapors and it will go milky and it's not necessarily a sign of uh-huh. head gasket so if you get a if you go to a garage for an oil change and some mechanic comes out smoking a cigarette or <laughs> chewing on some grass and he's got an oily rag over his shoulder and he opens your cap and yeah. Yeah. sort of <sighs> gives it that one he's probably trying one he's trying to pull yeah. a fast one yeah. yeah but so beware just just be careful the, the, the best way to tell whether you have issues with your oil and coolant is to understand what they're like when there isn't a problem 
Mm. You don't necessarily need to know why. You don't necessarily need to know how. What you need to know is, okay, my car's just been serviced and the garage is telling me that this car is okay to go. Or they've told me there's stuff to do and I've done it, but now it's okay. Just ask them for 10 minutes of the time. Can you show me where to put the coolant, what it should look like, how it should go in, where do I fill it to, etc. Same with the oil. Same with every fluid under there. Yeah. And then if you know, well, that's how it should look, and then a week later you check and it isn't like that, oh, there's a problem. Right. You don't need to know what the problem is. You don't need to know why or how or when or what. Just that that's not right. I'm going to go back. Because sometimes people are a little bit hesitant to check because they think that they need to understand more than they actually do. It's literally looking at something and comparing it to what it should be like. Yeah. If it's not the same, why take the risk? Yeah. And it might be that somebody says, you just need to pour 100 mils of water in there and you're fine. Great. But it might be, oh, you've got a big problem there and let's fix <laughs> it before it becomes catastrophic to yeah. the engine. Because we're yeah. not, you know, we started talking about smoke at the beginning. If you don't check your emergency smoke coming out the exhaust, that's going to cause bigger problems. If, if it's black smoke and it is um, because it's burning oil, then... You've got a massive problem. Take the example of an engine that's overfueling or the example where it's not necessarily overfueling, but it's not getting enough air. So a lot of engines now are turbocharged. And if the turbo boost hoses that are under quite considerable pressure relative to atmosphere, if one of those splits, which they do, or pops out of its locked connector, the air that has been measured going into the engine doesn't actually make it. Mm. So the fuel is fueled, expecting a certain quantity and volume of air, which it doesn't actually get. So you're effectively overfueling the engine and you'll get smoke uh, out of the exhaust okay. differently. Now, more modern engines, the oxygen sensors in the exhaust and everything else will start to m- measure and cut back on this and you'll potentially get an engine warning light, particularly on a German or European car. Mm. But not straight away and not always. You know, there are the signs on that example of, of noise and everything else. But if you keep going like that, and especially on a car that's not as specifically or well monitored, shall we say, or sophisticated, you're going to cause massive problems. You're going to have excess carbon build up in the engine, which gets diluted down into the oil, makes the oil less effective as a lubricant. We get that deposited as, as like volcanic glass, like we've, yeah, yeah. we've talked about before. And then all that has stemmed from not actually paying attention to what was it like and what is it like and is there a, is there a variance and if so, should I just make a phone call to the garage or just take it in? 